this song and then tomorrow we'll work on yeah. Goodbye Earl yeah. and we'll do both tomorrow, but tonight let's just do this, yeah. this one in the middle. Yeah. Great. You know? Because um, I think it sounds great and you know, we might as well, but let's just try it again. Yeah. And then, you know, I've got to keep uh, this slow, you know, that I love to speed this song up because I was telling Kate, it used to make me really cry, this song, because it's about my dog yeah. who was dying. And uh, so I'd sing it to him and I would play it as fast as I could so I would stop crying. <laughs> and he really got a lot of uh, joy from the vibration. Yeah. Like, I think it helped his body. So Jim knows Rafe, that good boy um, that the song is about. So it's a great, I think it's a great childlike sort of a lullaby song for you and your son also. It is. So I wish Ressa was here. I know, me too. Um, and Gunny, the other big dog. Hello, you're listening to Monsters of Talk. I am Margaret Cho. I'm here with my co-host. Hi, I'm Jim Short. Jim, this episode is entitled Kate Fear. Because we have with us somebody I love very much, who's a cast member on Drop Dead Diva, also a tremendously talented actress, singer, dancer, soon-to-be mom. And also, we also have her friend, who's a tremendous musician. But let me introduce my friend first, Kate Levering. Hello, everybody. Such an honor. <laughs> We're with Kate Levering and Edward Herta. Froggy, Edward, a.k.a. Edward, Von Frog. Von, Von Froggis, Edward Von Froggis. Some people call me. Edward, Edward Von Froggis. <laughs> also nice to be with you. Also nice. Edward Herda. It's a very regal amphibian. Yes, like, exactly. like you must be related to Mr. Toad. <laughs> you know what? It's like, I'm going to kiss you on the lily pad. <laughs> you know, that's part of it. I think, uh, you know, I'm a, there's a prince inside somewhere. We haven't oh. found him yet, though. Yes. Prince-like... And, and then the queen, Kate. Now, we're entitling this episode Kate Fear because... Now, Kate, uh, I wanted to sing with Kate for a long time. And uh, we're going to sing a couple of songs. But she... How long has it been since you've sung on stage? Ooh. Uh, probably, like, um, eight, eight years, probably. That's a long time. It's a long time to be away from... However, Same. you are a tremendous singer. You were nominated for Tony. I was. And you, you sang and danced on Broadway, which I think is the hardest. I did. The, my, this is the fear. This is where the fear comes from, because when you're on Broadway, you have eight weeks of rehearsal and then four weeks of previews. And so you have a lot of time to fuck up and over and over again. And then you get it perfect every time after that, but not when you're doing it. The Cho Show. <laughs> then we have a few minutes of rehearsal and we go on stage. <laughs> right, but we did it. Oh, shit, sorry. Hi, are you here? Okay, I'll be right down, sorry. Our food is here, okay. Will you talk to them Pause. for one second? Yeah, I will. You, you, you have to tell them how great it was. They oh, yeah, were I fucking will. great. Here, you take this mic. Well, that's the thing. And that shows you right there. I mean, just gives you an indication. This is how loose everything is. We take phone calls and <laughs> food deliveries. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> she was, you guys beautiful. Last night was so amazing. And we'll probably put in a bit of that audio. But I think, I think people appreciate, like, you know, you stopped the song, like you messed up the lyrics. I but know, it's, that it, was so it, embarrassing. It's a comedy show too, so people don't mind. You know, I, I think that makes right. it more human though. Like, it, it, isn't it weird? Like when you see some people like that have like some of these uh, musicians and songwriters, they have these amazing songs. And you go, how do you remember all that? 
Yes, especially I got I would just got back from New York. Uh, I took a trip to New York and um, I saw Bette Midler in her one woman show. Oh wow! And she is literally on stage all by herself for almost two hours. She's the only one speaking for that long. It was her third preview. She had to call for a line, you know, when you forget the words right. and you call for line, which we do in television a lot, but rarely, if ever, have I ever seen it happen on stage. She called for line probably seven times. And I felt like I was in on some like yeah. secret, you know, rehearsal or I was watching her figure out her process. Mm-hmm. So it was actually pretty cool. Right. So I'm telling myself that that's what everybody felt last night when well, I talked to the I think lyrics. There's, there's something really cool about that because, uh, you know what, I enjoy imperfection. I like a little right, bit of that, the rough human. edge People of it. People can relate to it. Yeah. Well, and, and also, too, so many artists now will have a little teleprompter with all the words on it. So I think it's great that she's not doing that and she's still calling line, like like very theatrical, like oh, I, need, yeah. I need the line. Uh, they, I don't know of any live theater, at least in New York, that would ever give any kind of teleprompter. Right. But I mean, some musicians, they'll have oh, the right. lyrics of their songs right. all written out. Right. But she, so she does like like um, like speech as well, like spoken word. or, or It's or, a play. Um, it was it, a straight oh, it's a play. play. Yeah. Oh. So she literally was just up there speaking, telling the story for at least 90 minutes. Is it her story? No. Oh, it's a different. It's a different. Yeah, thing. Okay, it's a, it's a, so a it's new an act. It, yeah. Okay, wow. It's a new play. Um, but yeah, of course, it makes you relate. It makes it made her so much more relatable to mm-hmm. see, like, oh my gosh, this huge superstar is, you know, a little needs help. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually very. I felt like I was in on a, a very <laughs> cool show that night. Has it changed? Like, what you haven't done Broadway in a while? Oh my gosh. Yeah, like 12 years probably. Because Long it, it seems like um, now... Maybe 10, 10. It doesn't matter where you go. If you're, if you're in, in a, in a, at a concert, a movie theater, a comedy show, the, the introduction of mobile phones, which seems to ruin <laughs> every aspect of a live performance. And I know it's happened on Broadway... Oh, um, and stars have gotten furious. Like, like, and like d- d- that Brian Dennehy when he was doing Death of a Salesman and somebody's phone went off. That was the first one I ever heard. And he broke character, which you're not supposed to break character. He went and berated somebody. Yeah. Which part of me is like, that's brilliant. Tell them to, to bloody turn their phone off. Yeah. Who doesn't know to do that? The, know, it it's so funny. Weird. There was a there was a um, article in, you know, it was all over actually the other day, is... Um, the, someone's phone was was texting and doing stuff with their phone during a live show. Yeah, and one of the um, one of the audience members became so furious. Yeah. that he got up, he went over to the person, grabbed the phone, and smashed it on the ground. Oh, that's brilliant! Um, and then he was basically a hero for the entire theater. It's ho- it's horrible. Well, you know what you know what happens is you're afraid now. Collectively, we're afraid to tell somebody else. Not to do it because you don't know how unstable somebody is. Yeah, right. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened in San Francisco. I think it was in San Francisco. Um, some in a movie theater. Somebody had their was you know that, and that's the the thing too. In the last couple of years, we've gone from talking on the phone 
to now just texting. And the, and the, and the screen is so annoying in a dark room. Yeah. Um, but somebody was on their phone and, and they got stabbed. The person stabbed them with, with a meat thermometer. <laughs> what? Now, I don't know who carries a meat thermometer. I mean, I could see you could carry a, 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 a screwdriver, like a, pen. a knife, a pen. Who's got a meat? Who's this amateur chef? That's going to the cinema with a meat thermometer just in case, like oh yeah, and it's like the, the, the people won't own their own beha- own bad behavior, but they that's stabbed like- the other person who said, "Would you would you get off your phone?" Because you know that's the thing. I, I've paid good money to come see it, even if it's a shitty movie. I want to I want to make my own decision right, without you being on the phone. But yeah, that's like the Margaret called out that girl last night. Uh, yes, at this uh, at the show. And really, from the stage, her entire face was glowing blue from right, her right. from the screen of her iPhone, mm-hmm. and it really was like it's it's just so rude. I don't know why people think it's so acceptable now to sit there and I, I think, in some level, like she had people on the first night that would take a picture of her and then try to to tweet it out. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that, that thing of like, I've got to show you, I've got to show everyone else that I'm this close to Margaret. Right. But you can't wait till you get home. And the woman was complaining that there was no good Wi-Fi signal in, in the club. <laughs> and you sh- and Margaret said, well, it's a performance space. You're not supposed to be online. Right. You're supposed to be. But isn't that weird that people love the fact that, like, if you go to a concert now, everybody's got their iPhone up. Oh, my God. And they only look at the, the, the artist through the, the screen. And you go, well, if you move it slightly over, you can actually see the person. Right, you're actually in the room with yeah, the yeah, performer, yeah, yeah. with the it, artist that you paid good money to see. It's almost like I've got to show everyone else who's not here that I'm here. It's such a status thing, almost like it. It's like what they're doing doesn't matter. It's just that I'm here with them. Well, it remove it removes you from the actual emotional connection of what's happening. You're so like taken out of the. Uh, I don't know of that moment. Yeah, oh, yeah. taken out of the moment to be. Tech, you know, engaged, plugged into your technology. But isn't that what it is? It's that. It's like if you go to a play or a movie, or what? It's that suspension of like of of your own life. Like I'm giving yes. over to you. Where did we lose the keep quiet for two es- hours, escapism. not worry about? Yeah. One of my favorite venues in LA is Largo. Yeah. Because they have a very strict no cell phone policy. Yeah. And there was one time I was there watching. I think it was Andrew Bird. And uh, the woman behind me was text messaging or doing something or other. And Flanny walks up, walks mm-hmm. over, and he just got down quietly and said, ma'am, you have to put your phone away. And then she was like trying to finish up a text real quick. And he's like, no, no, no. Look, you can go outside. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to put it away. And she wouldn't do it. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm going to kick you out <laughs> if you don't fucking get out of here with your phone right you know it's 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 so uh um, you, you have to let people know this isn't acceptable yeah. this isn't acceptable did you when you were ever on would you ever have anything on stage where there were like disruptive audience members or anything like that oh let me think i mean definitely disruption like the other thing is anybody that walks in late yeah in a theater is so distracting for the performers and you know you're in the middle of this trying to put on this show and a whole horde of like 15 people come in and there's a whole (laughs) ruckus going on in the audience. They're trying to find their seats and like, that's pretty annoying. Um, Cell phones going off are super annoying. Occasionally, 
occasionally there's been a medical emergency, right? Which right. is very scary, but also like you kind of don't know what to do as an actor. Like, yeah, <laughs> does the does the show really go on right. now, right. or do we actually like draw the curtain and hope the person is alive? Because you can sense sometimes. I've had somebody on when I'm on stage, somebody collapse. In Las Vegas, they collapsed. And the, everyone, you know, and it's different in a comedy show because you can be in that moment and, and step out. It's not like, right, you're, don't like, you're break still character. yourself, yeah. But you don't, when you're on stage, you don't know if somebody, you don't know what it is because it's dark. Right. And the same as when you're on stage, you don't know if it's a real emergency or so. And in Vegas, this person had probably been up all night, drinking too much, no oxygen, and they went down. It's, it's going to sort of happen. spell, yeah. Yeah. But you just don't know if there's a real emergency or not. Yeah, going on in there, but it's just it's just weird when you're on stage because you're so in that moment, you're that you don't realize like always oh, is, is it serious or especially in comedy too, so many people cause havoc out well, there. Well, and anyway. there's so much heckling going on. It's like yeah. what do you take seriously and what do you right right because the whole audience knows it knows that something or be you know there'll be a, like a gasp a collective gasp of oh you know if somebody f- falls over or whatever but um, you know what was cracking me up last night was that I, at comedy shows nobody's afraid to like heckle the performer yeah right like i don't know margaret said something and somebody in the audience responded loudly mm-hmm. and she was like what do you mean you know, like, so then they're having a dialogue back and forth, which is so interesting because in straight theater, you're just such a. So to bring the, to let the listeners know what, what happened <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> oh my god what an amazing husband I have um, I was waiting outside Froggy came downstairs uh, to chase after me to pick up the food and he's like okay Ray's coming Ray's gonna be like five minutes so just do he's coming he's coming he's coming <laughs> and then so I was like I stood outside and I was like waiting and looking again like a hooker looking in all the cars <laughs> like where where is he where is he well this this morning we went to go get get a banjo to play to play when you bought that banjo that I texted Reza and I was like, Eddie just bought that fucking banjo and I told him not. She's like, say it in the mic, say it in the mic. Oh. Hey, just say what happened. Just what happened. We, we, so we, were, what looking at, we were looking oh, at banjos because I want to play a banjo for, for a big dog. Yes. Because I think it will sound beautiful. And Katie's like, no, you need to play your play your guitar. If Reza were here, then you could play banjo. I, don't get another banjo. You don't need another My one. heart's beating so fast because my husband just surprised me from... Los Angeles and I didn't think he was coming and I thought he was golfing and yesterday I told him how disappointed I was in him that he wasn't here <laughs> and then Eddie tr- bought a banjo today which really pissed me off because the only way we could have a banjo is if we have another guitar <laughs> yes and the, then um, you know we, it was all teamwork and I ordered food outside of all this just at the right time <laughs> and it came how the, hell, how the hell did you manage to go downstairs at the perfect time to let him in i don't know well and then froggy chased after me to tell me now reza will you just get on this mic uh, reza this is jim short he's also um he and i are doing this podcast this podcast is entitled kate fear and we are talking about <laughs> kate's 
anxiety coming back to singing after eight years on stage. You know, sing, it's been a long time. And I wanted to do the song with me because I feel like you are such a talented musician. She is such a beautiful singer that you are going to have a very musical child. So this is Baby's first performance. This is Baby's first performance. We're actually really worried the child's going to be an athlete, not a musician. <laughs> oh, really? We keep saying, we yeah. keep saying our child who is destined to be this like super artistic, you know, musician or artsy type is going to end up being only wanting to play football and Reza and I are going to have to learn about sports and little league games and be those people. But I mean, it, you know, it's got, I think this, this baby is going to have so much smarts and so much beauty, you know, there's so much, there's so much excitement, you know, and it's, it's a really tremendous thing. And, um, you know, this is something that I wanted, like, you know, because I was trying to get pregnant at the same time, but that didn't happen, so I can celebrate your baby like I would celebrate mine, and this is a beautiful way that we get to do it. And he's here, isn't that but, great? But Margaret, I have a question for you. Yes. Who comes first, the baby boy or Gunny? Well, it's not really. <laughs> it's different because is how are you gonna how because they have a beautiful little dog. Where is oh. our dog? <laughs> Named Gunter Gable Williams the third. That that uh, the next phone call is going to be the dog. I can't the wait till my dog just minute. comes prancing in. He's coming the up with a tuxedo on. Ba- bouncing with a tuxedo. No, just a collar and cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> because he's like a Chippendale stand. With the pizza delivery. Reza, do you want to see your baby right now? It's gotten so big. It's gotten really, really nice. My husband hasn't seen me for three weeks, and oh so my, my tummy God. has grown so much. Oh, my God. Oh my I God. mean, that's pretty crazy. But, but you know, you're so tiny, though, still, because it, oh. it's just your belly. <sighs> I don't feel tiny, but thank you. You, you look are, amazing. You look amazing. You look beautiful. And, you know, we've been, Reza, we've been missing you because we get every, every little, every, every once in a while we get a little kick. Aw. I know. Everybody's he's trying to get out there. Or, he, or he's breakdancing to the tunes you guys have been rehearsing. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is he really moves a lot when I... I'm acting like only when they say rolling. I wonder if it's because my energy changes mm. um, adrenaline wise, but he'll kick me all throughout takes and then he'll stop. Last night on stage, he was kicking me. Oh, he was during the song? Yeah. Was it kicking during the, because we did like a quite a long comedic part where I just fucking screamed at the audience <laughs> for like nearly half an hour before we even started the song. <laughs> Screaming at them, you know, and screaming, and um, you know, and they, you, you guys, you such good sports. That's gonna happen again tonight. Both shows. I love it. We're doing both shows, by the way, Reza. Oh, really? Yeah, so, we gotta catch so, you up on this because now you're part of this band now. We gotta I, think of a dude, band name. Oh yeah, we need a band name. Margaret, I had to save you from the amphibian in your uh, living room. Right Wait, now. we tried to explain love, why yeah. Froggy is Froggy, and we don't really know. So you're the one who came up with why it. Why is so Froggy Froggy? It out. One day I woke up and I go. My best friend is a frog because he looks like one. He acts like one. He talks like one. He goes from lily pad to lily pad, you know. And now his new name is Fluky from Vikings. Can I lick your back and get high? Would I, would I be able to get high from your back? You wouldn't be the first. All right, uh, we'll try that. He has a strange little hair patch on his it's back. I don't know if I would recommend a patch licking on the hair, it. And it's actually psychedelic. Yeah, because you know when you do acid, it stays in your spinal tap, oh, and yes. so what it does, yeah. So acid, like when you do it, it's with you your entire life, and so with me, it's just it's just naturally coming out through through my little back patch. 
Wow. Kind of wild, right? That's wild. And it's velvety too, you know? So you can run your fingers through it. And then, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's really great. That's really, oh, that's beautiful. That's really poetic. So there was, there was, there's truth to that. Um, No one listening thought they would be hearing psychedelic back patches today but psychedelic back patch that 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 was a, that's your band name is psychedelic, psychedelic back patch back patch i like that and then then Good people in the it. know will call Wait, us pbp psychedelic psychedelic back patch yeah. or psychedelic hair patch i like back patch back, back patch, back patch. <laughs> psychedelic back patch that you guys got to be now added to the americana rama bob dylan wilco oh my morning jacket Psychedelic, psychedelic, psychedelic back patch tour. Psychedelic back, and we'll slowly work our way up the lineup. And then what I also <laughs> thought about you getting in with Bob is you start with Jim James, right? Because he was in Monsters of Folk. You have Monsters of Talk. Right. Boom. What's up? That's it. That's, that's it. Right. You're gonna get that's us right. in. You're gonna get us in. And I think I think you know also that's gonna get us in. We're all gonna get the Jeff Tweedy Wilco guitar. Oh my god. We're all gonna get. I fucking saw I saw the picture of your your your, your vintage Gibson. The new thirty-seven Gibson. Fuck. Yeah, it gave me a boner on site. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I think he was more excited about getting that guitar than he was getting married. That, like, actually, he was like, if I get married, I get this guitar. I better get married. <laughs> Were you registered at Guitar Center? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was. I no, was. that shit, you got to get that. How? Where did he get that? Where did How he come get you don't that have to it, by the way, you? with you? His brother, his brother, his name is Ollie. We, we call him Vinny. Um, wanted to get him a guitar and I, I had been wanting this guitar I have the reissue which is the Elvis Costello signature model that Gibson did and um, and Ray had always wanted that guitar I bought it instead and so I found out that this guitar was in Carlsbad for uh, and it's a super rare super rare guitar not many made um, so Vinny went down and got it and surprised him I've been trying to work on having the frog Eddie uh, assassinated to grab his Elvis Costello signature but instead, my brother got Why me Why do you one. all have two names? Yeah. It's what unbelievably confusing. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Hold. He's also known as. We also call him Rhinoceros, as, as, <laughs> which is and and then the AKA to that is Snuffles or Snuffleupagus. But I grew into my nose, so you can't call me Rhinoceros anymore. <laughs> he used to, because you know he looks fit now. But when he was 16, 17 years old, he was about as thin as my middle finger. But his nose was the size of my elbow. And then one time we were in New York, and I hadn't seen him in a, a few months. And I look at him, and I go, "Wow, your your face finally grew into your nose." It's true. That's rock and roll, though. That's rock and roll. The big uh. nose. That was the speech that when, when the Who got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Bono did the speech, and he says, in Rock and Roll, you've got to have a big nose. you got like the Pete Townsend's got the big nose. Listen, this, is what, Roger I, Waters. this is what I keep saying Roger Waters. about our unborn child. So I had really big ears as a kid, like really big ears, so big that I had them surgically pinned back. When I was eight years old, my plastic surgery at eight years old, like who does that? And Reza had a big nose. So I keep saying, like, well, thank God we're having a boy. Because if he has a big nose and big ears, at least he's a boy, right? Yes. Guys can get get by with their personality and their smarts, even if they're not that cute. Oh, Kitty, we should do the trifecta and name him Harry Harrison. <laughs> so he could be Harry John Gary. <laughs> Harry John Gary. I think um, <laughs> Saxby or Saxby. You don't like Saxby? Well, there's it's a the name of a chicken. senator. Well, there's a fried chicken chain here in... <laughs> I'm 
serious because they, you know, on the, these fried chicken, like it's like Popeye, Popeye's chicken. It's bad for people. And I said, so that's what I think. So she, and Kate, it's, it's not bad enough that it's a fried chicken chain, but he's also going to have ball sack jokes for the rest of his yeah, life with the name Sacks. Hey, sack. It's better than Harry John Geary. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, Harrison is a beautiful name, though. Do you think they would say they're going to call him Harry? Yeah, they're going to call him Harry. Harry John Geary. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah. De- that's a bad. And one. she thinks just because I'm Persian, he's going to come out with this big afro on his back. Right it's like out a of the back patch. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely. He's got the low patch. This is the high my, patch. High patch. Come out yeah. of my vagine with a psychedelic back patch. Vagine. Is that the restaurant up the street? Vagine. Vagine. Oh no, it's that's that's Michelin rated. That's, how many how many people Jean. eat there? How many people? Have, how many people eat there? A lot. Of, well, Pachin is owned by David Cross. We just talked about him in the, in the last podcast. So this is the uh, oh. this is the land bridge. Got it. The last episode to this episode <laughs> is that we talked a lot about David Cross and his ownership of Pachine up the street. But Got it. This is not Pachine. This, this is, is Vagine. This is Vagine. Yeah. Vagine. But, I, you know, the baby that you guys are going to have is going to be so beautiful and so talented. And I feel like he's going to name himself. When he comes out, you go, oh, and then you'll call him by his name because we're you'll hoping. know. Yeah, I think we should wait till he's out at least two weeks. I can't let's, do that. Let's get to know him for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to see if his personality matches the name we ch- we've He's chosen. One so of the couple names. He's so intelligent and so beautiful and so loved. And do you know what else? He's going to know Hey Big Dog by heart because as he's coming out of the vagine, he's going to know that song already. And Goodbye Earl. And Goodbye Earl because he can actually hear his little ears can hear us singing these songs. Or, or his big ears. That's what I mean. That's what I meant. They're not big. They're just facing the wrong direction. They were surgically pinned. They used to be facing the wrong direction. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know. No, they're very cute. You are one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. And Reza is one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. So oh, you guys true. are going to have a That's gorgeous sweetie, kid. That equals either gorgeous or, really or ugly. busted yeah. looking child. Busted. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> Like like the, the the posh and Beck's fucked up children. <laughs> Is that what you mean, or like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt's busted fucked up children? Looking. Busted, fucked up with the non adopted looking. Ones are, all those kids are fairly cute, I think. Yeah, but it, like Rumor Willis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, no, she's. I think she's beautiful in her own way, but it, it's a. It, it is an unfortunate combination of two quite beautiful people. <laughs> You know, That's what I'm talking about. It's like a worst of way. album. <laughs> it's not a best of album. It's not a greatest of hits. It's a. It's the B sides and um, it's the box set. <laughs> it's the. Uh, it's the, the. like the demo tracks. Right? We actually it's did the a demo tracks. It's, we, a, it's a B sides and rarities. Oh, you have to. We, show we did this. a thing recently where this is very funny. There's a technology online where you could meld your faces together to see what your kid will look like as an adult. Oh, really? And we did this. It's so gross. And it's a really good looking kid. <laughs> Check this out here. I was just going to tell you, Reza. Can, can you email it to me and we can post it so that our viewers can see? <laughs> it's so gross. And then we'll have to post your baby picture so they can see the baby, beautiful, beautiful child. This is, this is our child here. If he oh, was. That's like, that's like a Jody Arias or something. Like, that's like a weird. Like a, that's like a weird. You know, like a Casey Anthony. <laughs> So weird. That's weird, like murder, like a Nancy Grace photo. <laughs> like somebody Nancy Grace would bring up, we're looking for this person. You know what's so cr- weird when, you have a, when you're going to have a child is thinking about who your child could end up to be. Yeah. Anybody. Anybody. 
just Rezis texted me the other day and said he could be anyone, meaning like truly he could be anyone. It's it's the potential. You already have such good potential in you. You know, you have the universe in you. I mean, literally, because you really both do so many different things. And then, you know, that that you're so loving. You're not fucked up people. But not that, that means our kid's probably going to be a bum. He'll be like the dude. <laughs> He'll be like the dude? <laughs> He'll be like the dude. Like, yeah. like, a, like a white Russian drinking. Bathrobe wearing. <laughs> Like a lot of little like uh, holes in his clothes because <laughs> the cherry from his joint kept falling on his shirt. What about a, cu- a couple of years ago, some guy found out that his father was Charles Manson. Oh, really? Yeah, like he, Charles Manson. Oh, I remember had, this story. Kind of rem- I don't know the details. Was it a butt baby from jail? Um, <laughs> a butt baby. Let's call him yes. Let's yes. call him <laughs> reasons to call Lee Turgeson. <laughs> oh. We're not going to talk about that. Don't call Lee Turgeson about, no. butt, about jail butt babies. Anytime. We, that's, that's all we talked to him about all weekend. All weekend, all we've talked about is male rape from Oz. And our guest star this week was Tobias Beecher, Lee Turgeson from Oz. Oz. I, was telling, um, I was telling these two guys that, well, Eddie would have been very, I think, starstruck over, over Lee. Oh, would you? Did you know? You, you watched know, Oz. Did you watch Oz? No, I've never even seen Oz. Oh, great. No, I, I don't know. I take that. I take everything. I thought you were the TV man, Eddie. <laughs> You're losing street cred right now. Uh, I, only, I only watch uh, The West Wing. the only TV show that exists. Oh, I like The West Wing. Oh, my God. That's a wonderful show. I, it's all, like, once it's over, I just start from the beginning again, and I just watch it all over again. I fucking love that show. I, I've been trying to get on that show for years, and I know Aaron a little bit, and, um, you know, but, it, you know, of course, it's gone now, but I, I always, Janine was on it. Janine Groff. Uh, oh yeah, she was in the uh, the later years with uh, um, what's his the he he was in L.A. Law. What's his name? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that, but I, I I missed the boat on that, but and I also missed the boat on Oz. But now I'm trying to do an all female drag king version of Oz, <laughs> where it's played by women that are played by that, that look like men. But how do we make butt babies in jail? Well, well, we can make I can make some butt babies. <laughs> And, um, but I would have to be B.D. Wong. I can't be a prisoner. I can't. Anyway. Um, oh, Reza, would you, would you like some Korean vodka? That's what I'm drinking. I'd love some. Okay. You having soju? Yeah. Nice. I still am tripping out that Reza's here right now and that Eddie was a pretty decent actor at the guitar shop just now buying a banjo, even though I told him probably four times not what to buy of, one. What kind of banjo did you buy me, Eddie? Mr. Frogman. It's like a, it's like a gold tone. It doesn't doesn't quite match up to my Bart Ryder, but it'll she'll 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 work for tonight. It's fun. So you had no idea he was going to show up. No, he. But by the way, guys, she called me last night with a massive guilt trip, just busting my balls. I don't believe you're here. Your phone was off. I thought you were on the plane getting over here. And I'm thinking to myself, this dumb bitch. Could she wait just 24 hours before she talks <laughs> shit on me? I almost canceled my flight as a result of it. I know. Right? You could almost cause a huge rift. I didn't know. At some point, did you want to go? God damn it! I'm coming tomorrow. So get off my ass. <laughs> But you were supposed to come in, but you weren't. No, he and then was never. I was he never to... told me he was coming until next weekend. Oh, for this, okay. Yeah. I decided yesterday morning. I moved things around. And oh, that's I, brilliant. Uh, set up a six thirty a.m. flight from the West Coast. 
Wow. Yeah. You're a really and good husband. I'd yeah. see that you forgot your wedding ring. Yeah, I left but it. But I'm willing to look past that because... Yeah, I saw that look before. You were like, fucking, <laughs> hang on a second. We've literally hang on. been... Ma- we haven't even been married one month yet, and he's already... But our deal is oh, when, really? we're, when we're apart, we're single, right? No, that is not the deal. <laughs> <laughs> you know them, no. you know them, you know them long distance I, rules, right? Talk to me when I'm hot and skinny again after I've had our child. <laughs> Um, but that's brilliant. Hot and skinny now you're hot yeah, and skinny. Hot and as skinny. I mean, you're you're hotter than you've ever been. You really are beautiful, Kate. I'm more into her with the baby in the belly. I think it's hot. Well, thank you. I go from really into her to beyond into her. I mean, oh. it's like you show you're so. It's like we got like worship you now because you're like this like. I mean, you're not only a beautiful woman, but now you're goddess. You look know? at how my pants are being held together. I just want everybody to look at that really quickly. It's a little, it's a little bit of a little, she made a little lanyard. <laughs> <laughs> you made a lanyard? I made a little lanyard with a hair rubber band. Now, so this is still about, well, this was still inside of Kate Fear. Kate, Kate Fear, this is amazing. What, what an emotional journey already. Just know, sitting here. Did you know this, that any of this was going to... Web, this webisode just became so much more interesting. And then tonight, it will, it will be... Uh, the pinnacle of it is when we perform as a band, Psychedelic Backpatch, our first <laughs> official performance. I'm so excited. Now I'll actually relax because my husband's here and he'll make me rehearse probably like 42 times alone and make sure that I have everything down so I don't embarrass you, Margaret. Like no, you're not... You, she was great night. last night. I should also let you know with Ray, if you are not just on point with everything, you actually won't be able to perform in the band. In your own show. In your own show. <laughs> I just want to let you know. No, I know. I, I had that feeling. Eddie's I had been, that feeling. Margaret, Eddie's been trying to be in the band, working on being in the band for 20 years. Right. And he still hasn't made the cut. But he's getting closer. Well, I, I keep sending him back to the to studio to work on it. You know, I know about you fucking Persian perfectionists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you forget that I was a belly dancer for a long time. So I fucking, I've danced at some fucking Persian weddings where they, you know, with a candelabra and a little bit off. That's fucking racist. <laughs> racist? Yeah. <laughs> That's racist and righteous. Racist. Persian people are the most perfectionistic and beautiful, but they are rich because they demand more out of life. <laughs> yeah, they're scrappy motherfuckers. Because they fucking they're. fight, and then, but it's, there's a beauty to it, and there is a, but they have this fucking iron will, and then if you have a pimple, they say, rub gold on it. <laughs> rub gold on and, it. And if, and if there's a shortcut, they'll find it. They'll fucking find it. But no, but the, the, that's like the, 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 the Persians, and, and, and a lot of different, People that I have met, you know, that 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 speak. It is Old far, world. Farsi. Yeah, Farsi. It is like, um, it, it's different from the Middle Eastern experience. It is different from like, you know, any other other sort of culture from the Middle East because it it is really it's harsh. Like you have to do better in school, you have to do better in life, or else you just it's it's over. Or else the rulers come out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true yeah. of Asian cultures as well, though. It's true of Asian cultures, but it's kind of not an because we're still poor. <laughs> so it's still, you know, it's like I'm still squatting and waiting for the bus. You know, like people, Asian people are still squatting and smoking cigarettes and um, spitting out uh, some kind of seed or chewing. <laughs> no, the, the biggest export of Iran was their intelligent, educated people in, back in 78, 79 during the revolution. Right. So that's why you have a lot of doctors here, lawyers, business people. Right. Well, you they had all to be fled, rich they to They all leave. fled the country. Yep. They had the means to leave. 
mm-hmm. and they were, you know, a lot of them were tied into the regime of the Do you think our child Shah. is going to have a lot, have to deal with a lot of um, terrorist jokes growing up? I don't think so, because, I don't know. If you're half Persian, do you still have to withstand the you're a terrorist jokes? I only get those from my friends in Texas. Primarily <laughs> hey, from my Jim friends is from Texas. Te- Jim is from Texas. Yeah. Would you... Well, I lived in Texas. Jim, that's very racist of you living in Texas. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how racist <laughs> I am. So. But, but, but I'm a big fan. Even if they skin me in Texas, at least I get hit with no income taxes there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm willing to do that trade-off right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take yeah. It has some benefits to it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really fucked up when then the Boston Marathon bombings happened that they were just kind of like looking for like Middle Eastern people and then it was people from Chichen. You yeah. know, and it was like this weird thing where we're now automatically knee-jerk reaction really racist against Middle Eastern people and it's kind of a new thought. Right. It's like a new idea. Yeah. Maybe there are assholes in other places, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's assholes everywhere, and now we see. Um, but I, I, I think those Boston Marathon guys were fucking hot. <laughs> those are like guys that I would fuck from across the street at kickboxing. Are you saying they, they would the, the bum? <laughs> they were dudes straight out of like a Born Identity type movie. There were guys that came right out of one of those Born. He movies. just said, are you saying. <laughs> they were the ball. <laughs> so silly. What I, we were in Australia when that happened, so we missed. I'm so glad we missed it. I said to Margaret, "I'm glad we missed all the goodwill man hunting." <laughs> Wait, we I interrupted. Reza, what were you saying? What were you saying? I was just saying they look like they come out of a born, you know, like the born yeah. identity. They were born identity. Yeah, like the, like the shady looking Chechens. Yeah. Yeah. But hot, those guys. But one of them had a schnoz that was so big, I don't think he could see his brother. He was sitting right next to him. Wait, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So that's where the plot went wrong, and that's where they got caught. You know, when I originally saw his photo online, I thought he was wearing a prosthetic nose. His nose was so big. I thought, oh, oh well, they 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 were in disguise. They put on pros- like prosthetic oh, facial like features so they wouldn't so they wouldn't get caught because of oh that nose. He makes he makes Eddie's Polish Puerto Rican nose look small, uh, like miniature size, uh, like oh, like micro machine. I thought yeah. it was an ad for Mucinex. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, is this for Afrin? <laughs> you so, guys have beautiful noses. So, what are you talking so, about? You're both gorgeous. So, Margaret, can I go really on a tangent right now since I have the mic in my yes, hand? Yes, you have the mic. And anything goes on these If anything podcasts. goes, you can say okay. whatever you want. Okay, so... You might get my, my, totally edit it out. No, you won't. So, so, we don't edit. so the amphibian here sitting to my left, to your right here, who I went to college with, um, he was infamous in college because it had, he had this sock that was a cum rag. Oh, my God. <laughs> the perfect talk show to talk about and Eddie's he tried to. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was a towel, I'm a sorry. A little towel. Yeah. Like a like a face towel, ta- like a facial towel or like a hand towel, like a face It like was a, a small towel. little towel. And his whole goal was to get the towel to the point where you could just like poke it and it would just break into a million pieces <laughs> from 10 years of storing up his jizz. I don't think he actually it, ever washed his cum rag because it stood like on its own so, by so itself. So basically, you, you, you come dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. Eventually, it turns into dry it's ice. Like, so like, like you come like it's like molecular gastronomy. Like it's a kind of like it's like you, you like it shatter. <laughs> well, like if you come, it'll shatter. And then we just eat the pieces. Yes. Well, and they serve it at WD-50. There was actually one, at one point when I, I had relocated to New York City. And of course, what come, what come with me are, are my guitars and, and my cum rag. And then I thought... Um, wait, 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 wait! You had to bring it with you. Oh, it went everywhere. Yeah, it was like his binky. 
Yeah. Actually, Guitars and Cum Rags is a better band name. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. So that's I true. actually, uh, I tried to sell it on Craigslist. Because I, 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 uh, I, then I figured, you know what? This is actually now a work of art. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. So, so I tried to sell it on Craigslist, and the post was unfortunate. There are like six trillion babies that could have been it was all well, in that if you guys right. could see, the listeners could see how beautiful Edward Herta is. They do, you want wanna, to, do you want us to mail you his comrade? Well, yeah, I think, well, I think we, you know, we'll have to have a photograph at least, you know, and then, um, you, know, sh- you know, we need to, we need to call Grant Ashatz in Chicago and then serve it at Linnea because that's where they do the molecular Elenia, yeah Elenia, where Chicago. they do the molecular gastronomy where yeah. everything the frozen so and shatter it yeah either that or WD-50 in New York yeah they get, yeah. we gotta shatter the cum rag yeah. now it, did it get actually hard the, the yeah, cum rag it got hard it, it was starting to take shapes and in, in maintaining those positions like, like standing up like yeah. a Pac-Man yeah. and he used to have hair down to here Margaret Good. he used to actually look kind of like Jesus mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And he so used that, to drive. That wasn't a shroud. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it wasn't a shroud of Turin. That's not his uh, face. And he drove there. a 1983 Peugeot that was gray. Which it was originally black, me. which I gave him, which you had to Scooby Doo to get it started. But see, this is how shady he is because I didn't have a car in college. And so my good friend Ray says, you know what? You can take this car. I don't need it. And he'd gotten, I think, like a Nissan Sentra. Maxima. Oh, Maxima. 87. That's right. That's right. And so I get the car, and then what I realized, it, the car was in such poor condition uh, that it would have cost him more money to have actually gotten rid of the car than to give it away to me. So he actually saved money by giving me a car. That's pretty, very Persian of me. That was, That's very Persian of you. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. And you guys have a very long and beautiful friendship. Yeah, we do. And, you know, it's been through a lot, and now we get to celebrate it with... You know, your beautiful wife and, you know, the, it, your beautiful baby. And you in the new chapter of the uh, psychedelic backpatch, man. Psychedelic backpatch. And by the way, I like I, the secondary reason I came here, obviously, for Katie, but the secondary reason that I could not let you guys play Hey Big Dog without a banjo. No, we couldn't, we you couldn't know, do that. And, and that, we couldn't do it without you. And I tell her, yeah. I told her the whole time, you got to fucking, Rez has got to come. You gotta make Rez come. And I, did she tell you that I was telling her every single time? We, I was like, you, you know, Rez has got to be there. Yeah. Rez has got to be there every you, single time. You didn't time. know at all? I didn't know. No, no. Froggy just told me when I went out to get the food. <laughs> how are you going to work that? Timing. How are you going to fix that? How are you going to make that happen? Like, what would you do? What was your plan? Were you uh, going to go out? Well, so the first one, the first bit was I'm going to go smoke a cigarette because you girls are annoying me. So I'm just, you know, that was going to be the bit. I was like, I need to get out of this estrogen room. I'm going to go down <laughs> and I'm going to go, except for you, of course, I'm you know, but yeah. Uh, and smoke a cigarette, and then I realized you have a patio with an ashtray outside. So I was like, "Fuck, okay, that that's that's done." So then I was like, "Okay, oh, I forgot something in the car. That was going to be my bit. Was I, I left a capo or something related to a guitar in the car? And if I had just thrown out like a weird guitar term, Katie would have had no idea what I what I was talking about. So that would have yeah. that would have that would have been cool. Like a strap. Yeah, I left a caponomer it was such a good it was such a good plan and and now we have we have such a great episode and then now we're gonna cap it off we're gonna okay i think we're gonna turn the mics off we're gonna rehearse yeah let's rehearse because we have we have very limited time before the show so we're gonna rehearse and we may break out some chinese food also are you hungry reza i am pretty hungry i have a um ham and cheese croissant we have some chinese food amazing you can choose I have um, green juice, but that's for the baby. We have, um, we have food. Uh, we're going to break everything out. We're going to pl- break out our instruments. We're going to play. Love it. Good. 
Sounds good. So um, the, band the band is all together. Jim, wasn't this incredible? It was amazing. It was wonderful. It was incredible. So um, yeah, let's let's turn off the mics and let's um, let's get going. Let's do it. This episode is called Kate Fear because we're forcing Kate Kate is fearful to face her all her fears about rehearsal. But I mean, like the thing is, is that when you introduce music in a comedy show, what's great about it? Is that I fucking yell at them so much <laughs> that they need a second to just absorb my fucking abuse from screaming at it and like, fuck you, fuck you, shut the fuck up. You know, like I definitely like I'm doing this thing where I really punish them and punish them and punish them so that they're relieved that I'm not screaming at them. You, you definitely are getting angrier as the shows go on. <laughs> but it's just like ridiculous so that when you give them like these songs, then it gives them a moment to breathe and then after the song, I fucking yell at them of how they were acting during the song. Kate's fear is fucking up not one, but all three songs. No, but Kate, you can fuck up all the songs. It doesn't matter because we can start over. Can you do
like the way you sound on it, and I sing better if I'm not playing. So since you're here, you're gonna fucking play. Margaret, no. do you mind that I brought the whole band in? No, 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 no. I'm actually really grateful because I think it sounds really great. So let's just practice it again when I'm here. I got, I'm, I'm gonna go get a mandolin. Okay. Go and then learn how to play mandolin. Get good at lap steel. It sounds really pretty. It sounds really pretty because we're really for perfecting it and we're getting to that fucking stupid lady antebellum like, <laughs> fuck them, man. Just sing it so soft you don't even sing it. I'm just like, I was sitting at the Grammys and I was sitting with um, Arcade Fire and they're like fucking on stage and Arcade Fire was just, fuck these people. Arcade Fire was just like, fuck these fucking motherfuckers. They're all quiet.